0: In the name of our Savior God, dear brothers and sisters of our Savior Jesus, are you blessed? Are you blessed? Depends on what you mean by the word blessed, doesn't it? A couple years ago, there was a trend on social media where People would post ritzy pictures, the expensive stuff from their life, and then add the tag on the post, hashtag blessed, right? So you'd see a young lady sitting at a cafe in Italy, sipping on a macchiato, and she would put hashtag blessed, right? Or you'd see a world-famous rapper sitting on a jet ski wearing gold chains, and he would tag the post hashtag blessed. Are you blessed like that? Gold chains and jet skis? Maybe. After a while of that, Christian churches took hold of this uh, hashtag and said, we're going to have sermon series and call them blessed and we'll try to redefine what the Bible means by blessed. So, are you blessed? Depends on what you mean, right? Depends on what you mean. The church says one thing, rappers say another thing, but what would Jesus say? Right? If Jesus had an Instagram... And if Jesus posted a picture and tagged it blessed, what would be in the photo? We get a hint in the gospel for today that Pastor Zank read from Luke chapter 6. Because Jesus said, blessed are you who are poor. It's a little surprising, different from what we'd thought. There's a person begging for money on the street. Hashtag blessed. St. Paul gives us another way to think about it, another visual image. He says, when I am weak, then I am strong. What would that look like on social media? Can you picture a a Twitter post? Somebody posts on Twitter, St. Paul says, failed my exam, hashtag blessed. Just got COVID, can't breathe, hashtag blessed. That is not what the world thinks of as being blessed, is it? It's obvious the world and the Bible are working with two very different definitions for what it means to be blessed. Are you blessed? Depends on what you mean. And the key to unlocking what the Bible means when it calls you blessed is in the book of Jeremiah. That's what we're going to spend some time in this morning, the book of Jeremiah chapter 17. This is what God says, blessed, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Some of you, I know, don't feel very blessed, even though you trust in the Lord. A couple of weeks ago, I preached a sermon, and the title was something like, It's Delightful to Follow Jesus. And because God has a sense of humor, that week I was talking on the phone with a widow who was mourning the loss of her husband, and a young lady who couldn't find the motivation to get out of bed in the morning, and a man struggling with addiction, and a little boy who wants to know why everyone's always yelling at his house. Blessed? Yeah, it's delightful to follow Jesus sometimes, but that's only half the truth, isn't it? Because oftentimes it doesn't feel delightful, and we don't feel blessed on our walk here on this earth. How is it possible that in all those situations, we can look and say, blessed is the person who trusts in the Lord? I think maybe we can learn what that means in real life from the prophet Jeremiah. So Jeremiah is nicknamed the weeping prophet because he did a lot of crying. Jeremiah was God's prophet 600 years before Jesus was born. And his job was to announce the condemnation of his audience. Announce that they were losers. And he was not popular, right? So God's people, Israel, they had abandoned God. They forgot about him. And to get their attention, God said, I'm going to send the nation of Babylon and they're going to capture your people and destroy your city, and then maybe you'll pay attention to me. And it worked. But Jeremiah's job was to announce that this was going to happen. Everybody hated it. So one time, they put him in stocks, like old, like England, like put him in stocks and throw tomatoes at him, and they made fun of him publicly. Another time, they beat him up, and then threw him in a hole, and he sank down into the mud until he couldn't move. Two times, not just once, two different occasions, the the ruler cut up his life's work, took the the stuff that he had been writing down from God and cut it up or threw it into a river and he had to start over from scratch. If Jeremiah had a Facebook page, what would his post look like? Hashtag blessed? Not the way I usually think about it. Yet those, those problems that he faced were only the little things compared to the saddest day of Jeremiah's life. He had been foretelling, foretelling, foretelling the day when Babylon would come and then old man Jeremiah, at the end of his life, he got to see that happen. He saw the Babylonian battering ram come and knock down the walls of Jerusalem. He saw the temple of God, the house where we worship, got in flames. He saw foreign people praise false gods as they tied up the Lord's children. And you know what Jeremiah did when he saw all that? He cried. He cried a lot. The weeping prophet. If you, know, if you know the order of the books of the Bible, you know that, you know which book comes after Jeremiah? It goes, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations. That's the right word for Jeremiah's book, Lamentations. It's four chapters of Jeremiah lamenting and crying about what happened to his favorite country. He didn't look blessed. He did not look blessed, but this is the part of the story that sends chills up my spine every time I read it. That's why we're talking about Jeremiah 17 today. Because as Jeremiah sits outside Jerusalem, crying and crying because of all the stuff that's happening, do you know what's stirring around in the back of his mind? Do you know what's, what's remembering, what he's remembering? He's remembering the words of God. Blessed. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Jeremiah knew the definition of blessed isn't that everything goes well for you. It's that even when nothing goes well for you, the Lord is for you. Even when nothing goes well for you, the Lord is for you. He gave us a very vivid way to visualize that to help it sink into our memories. Jeremiah says, this is what it's like to be blessed. Imagine two plants. One's a little shrubby bush out in the desert, maybe like a juniper plant. And the other one's a big tree planted right by the river. And the bush needs the rain because if it doesn't rain every season, it's going to dry up and blow away like a tumbleweed. But the tree, it it doesn't need rain because even in a drought, it can drink from the river. And when Jeremiah was feeling like a dried-up bush, God said to him this. This is what the Lord says. Cursed. Cursed is the one who what? Cursed is the one who gets put in a pit? Cursed is the one who has his homeland burned? Cursed is the one whose house gets foreclosed? Cursed is the one who's mourning the loss of someone they love? No, no, that's not what God said. Cursed is the one who trusts in man and who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person, not Jeremiah, that person. Will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. The bush is fine as long as the blessings are raining down. But when the good things in life dry up, it shrivels up and dies. That's what it's like to put all your confidence in people. Some people love to put all their confidence in themselves. And, and part of that is appropriate, right? Like a little bit of confidence in yourself. God gave you abilities and he wants you to use those abilities to care for yourself and the people around you. But if you put all your hope for the future in your capability, then what's going to happen if God takes away your abilities? What would happen to your sense of well-being if you could no longer provide for your family or take care of yourself? Would you dry up and shrivel like a bush in the desert? Other people don't necessarily put all their trust in themselves, but they put their trust in the people around them. right? So you see this when, when somebody's whole vision for the future, their whole hope depends on the success of our country. right? This party's got to win the election, or this leader, or, or, or we just got to turn things around, because if we don't, all is lost. Or, or maybe you see somebody put all their hope in Valentine's Day, right? i got to find a sweetheart or fall in love with my spouse all over again, and if I don't, all is lost. Maybe for you it's, it's your health. You say, what will make me okay is the doctor or the medicine or the exercise routine. Putting your trust in people around you works as long as they come through for you. But what if they don't? My dear Christian friends, I have to ask you this question because God wants you to answer this question. What if God gave you Jeremiah's life? What if he took away your health and your relationships? And what if you watched the country you love crumble around you? If that would destroy you, then you do not trust in the Lord. You trust in men. And all of us, every single one of us, is tempted in at least one area of our life to turn our hearts away from the Lord and to trust in ourselves or the people around us to come through for us when only God can. And if you live your life that way, you will shrivel up and die when the heat comes and when God takes away his earthly blessings. But you don't have to live that way. You know the difference between a bush in the desert and a tree by a river? It's the roots. It's the roots. Here's what God says about the person who trusts in him. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree that is planted by the water, that sends out its roots by the stream, it does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the, time of, in the year of drought, and it never fails to bear fruit. So the weatherman says there's a chance of rain, but no promises. And the bush in the desert is thinking, it better rain because if not, I'm going to die. And the tree says, hey, rain is great, but if all else fails, I can always drink from the river. That's what it's like to trust in the Lord. We say, Lord, please bring on the extra blessings. Lord, give me health. But if you take that away, I'll be okay because you'll take care of me. Lord, I love the people around me, but if you let me spend part of my life lonely, I'll be okay because I've got you. Lord, I hope our country is successful for for my children and for my grandchildren and their children. But if it falls apart, we'll be okay as long as we have you. When you put your trust in the Lord, you can deal with a lot of what-ifs without freaking out. All those what-ifs happened to Jeremiah. He did lose his health. He did lose his friends. He did lose his country. And I'm sure at that time he knew people in Jerusalem who put all their hope in the walls of Jerusalem and when those walls came tumbling down, so did their confidence. He probably knew people in Jerusalem who had all their confidence in the temple of God and when the temple went up in flames, so did their future. But not Jeremiah. Because Jeremiah didn't trust in those things. Jeremiah trusted in the Lord. He trusted in the Lord Because he knew God always comes through. He knew that when Adam and Eve, at the very beginning of time, sinned, God came through for them and he gave them a savior. And when Noah was the only believer left, God came through and he saved his life in a great ark. Jeremiah knew that when Abraham was childless and he desperately wanted a son, even though he was like 90 years old, God came through for him and gave him a child. He knew that when King David felt overwhelmed by his guilt because he had committed adultery and murder and treason all in the same year, God came through for him and took away his sin. Jeremiah had confidence even when the world was falling apart because he knew the Lord. And you, this is wild, you know Jeremiah's God better than Jeremiah because you know his name. You know he's called Jesus And you know how he worked his plan to save you. You know that Jesus came to take away your sin. So when you are overwhelmed with guilt, God came through for you. He pinned your sin and all its consequences to a cross, sunk it in a grave, never to be heard from again. You know that Jesus rose from the dead. And that means that when you're missing someone in your heart and it feels like there's a hole there, It won't be there for long because Jesus rose from the dead. You will rise from the dead, and all who trust in him will have a great reunion in heaven. You know Jeremiah's God, and you know why. As he sat there weeping and weeping and weeping, he had confidence. As he sat there weeping over Jerusalem, if he had a Twitter account, you know what I think he would have posted? If Jeremiah sat there and watched his life fall apart, the worst day of his life, he says, hashtag blessed are those who trust in the Lord. Because even if nothing is going well for you, the Lord is for you. Hashtag blessed is not trending in our country right now. It's quite the opposite. Around the world right now, there's a pandemic of panic Because people are freaking out about getting sick and freaking out about the direction our country is headed and freaking out because they can look around society and identify all the problems, the economic, the racial, the the tensions between people, the political divide, all the issues that we have to deal with. And God sees those problems too. And he cares about them too. And he wants us to be caring and working on those issues as well. But we don't have to panic about it. You, dear Christian, may be the only one in your circle of friends level-headed enough to take on the world's problems without freaking out. Do you remember what God said about the tree planted by the stream? What he said about the, the person who trusts in him? He says it does not fear when heat comes. And it has no worries in the year of drought. You can face the problems in your personal life and the problems in our big scary world with the confidence of being blessed because you know the Lord. That's what it means to be blessed, that you know the Lord will come through for you. I'm going to illustrate it for you one last way to hopefully sink it in your brain, and uh, then I'll say amen. But it's like three people who went out ice fishing, or maybe this weekend we should say they go out sturgeon spearing, Three guys go out, and while they're out there, just like in the Jeremiah text, it got hot. It got hotter while they're out on the ice. And so they're afraid that when they walk back to shore, it will melt and they'll fall through the ice and, and, and drown. And so the first man says, I will get back to shore by spreading my weight evenly across the ice. So he gets down on all fours, down on his belly, and he does the inchworm all the way back to shore, and he made it. Second guy's a little more trusting. So he, he puts one foot out, tests the ice, Okay, then he can take a step. Next, test the ice. Okay, then he can take a step. And and he's freaking out the whole way, but he made it. He made it, too. Third guy's an old-timer. He's been out on this lake before, knows how it goes. You know how he got back to shore? He hopped in the Chevy Silverado and drove a one-ton pickup all the way back. (laughs) No problem. Now, which one of those three guys had the safest journey to shore? they were all safe, right? Because their safety didn't depend on how much they trusted the ice. It depended on how strong the ice was. And it was equally strong for all of them. That's what it's like to trust the Lord. It's not as though people who have a big trust in God are really safe, and people who have a wishy-washy faith, they're in big trouble. No, anyone who trusts in the Lord is blessed, is safe, and can have the confidence of knowing he's for them. The difference is, those first two guys had a very stressful journey back home. And those who trust in the Lord Have a much more confident journey back to our heavenly home. When those fishermen got to the shore, the two young ones asked the old timer, How did you know? How did you know you could trust the ice? And he said, I just did a little research. Drilled a few holes along the way. Turns out that ice is four feet thick all the way to shore. That's how you increase your trust in God, too. Do a little research. Do a little research. Find out just how God has come through for people in the past. And study those promises that he's made for you today and into the future. You'll find out that your Savior God is rock solid all the way to the end. So are you blessed? Depends on what we mean, right? If I'm I'm asking you, do you have a jet ski and gold chains like a rapper? then maybe no, although it would be fun to hear some of you rap and worship next week. But, But that's not what it means, is it? You're blessed, all right, because you know that the Lord will come through for you. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for spending some time with us and worshiping with us online today. We are so glad you fed your faith through the work of Mount Olive, and we'd love to know that you fed your faith. So head on over to mountoliveappleton.com and click the online friendship register, or just click the link in the description here. It takes about one minute to fill out. Thanks so much for spending time with us. God's blessings on your day.